from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Welcome along to WIA News for week commencing July 24, 2011. I'm Graham VK4BB. In this news, linguistic help required by VK and Truda Watch, we go letterboxing, news on the RD and on a major crystal set contest. These stories and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing July 24, 2011. From VK1 WIA, this is the National News Service. Tune in today, focus on tomorrow. A few weeks ago we heard from WIA Director Peter Young in relation to the WIA Monitoring Service with a request from Peter for volunteers who can assist with linguistic skills. This to help with monitoring reports of intruders on our HF bands. Peter said that sometimes phone communications are in foreign languages that once identified can assist with the location and possible identification of the intruder. So if you have skills, particularly in Asian or Middle Eastern languages and dialects, Peter would like to hear from you. And you can contact Peter by email vk3mv at wia.org.au. In ACMA news, the total number of Australian internet subscribers rose by 17% in 2010 and the average amount of data downloaded increased by a further 29% over the same period, according to research handed down by the ACMA. These increases reflect again the ongoing digital boom in online social and economic activity, said Chris Chapman, ACMA chairman. More and more Australians are going online to do their shopping, their banking and social networking. The report, The Internet Service Market and Australians in the Online Environment, found that more than 15 million people aged 14 years and over used the internet during the December quarter of 2010. That's up from 14.2 million during the same quarter in 2009. In addition, 71% of internet users went online at least once a day in December 2010, compared to 67% in December 2009, an increase of 1.2 million users. The 300th entry is in for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. The milestone entry 300 is for the Rovengrund Lighthouse under the club station OH6NR, which plans to have a good experience presence on the band. On an island in western Finland and one of seven from that country, it's to be activated by DXs who, on their recent outgoings to Rovengrund, favoured HF through 6 metres, including the Digimodes. With three weeks to go, there have been an average of five entries a day. This is to escalate in the final weeks and it's not too late to get permission to set up and make an entry. There's lots of easily accessible lighthouses that have not yet made it on the 2011 list. So far, we have more than 40 countries in all and this is to expected also to rise. Why not join in the fun that's to be had on the third weekend of August? Visit the revised website at illw.net to check out the full list of entries, read more details or register for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August 20 and 21. The WIA gives Australian radio amateurs and electronics enthusiasts access to the extensive range of locally and internationally sourced publications, including those from the ARRL and the RSGB. This from our WIA bookshop, 
And this report is in from Mal, VK3 FDSL. Our bookshop is designed to provide you with a simple and secure way to purchase the latest amateur radio books and publications online. We use a secure commercial e-commerce gateway for all credit card transactions and delivery to your door is provided by Australia Post. Purchasing the latest in amateur radio publications is both secure and easy. We hold a wide range of the most popular publications suitable for those starting out in the hobby, as well as books popular with the more experienced hobbyists. If there is a particular publication that you are trying to locate that is not listed in our online catalogue, then we would be more than happy to help you. Please send an email with the details of the book you are looking for to bookshop at wia.org.au. Both WIA members and non-members are able to purchase from the WIA online bookshop. However, the bookshop provides significant discounts to members of the Wireless Institute of Australia. From time to time, we do run specials on some publications. So keep an eye on your amateur radio magazine each month for details. This is Mal, VK3FDSL for the WIA bookshop. Not a sound to be heard. We pause and remember another silent key. Hurry Young, Victor Kilo 2, Alpha, Mike Zulu, a life member of the WIA, Amateur Radio New South Wales. Hurry, in World War II, was the radio operator on MV Crate in Operation Jaywick on the commando raid on Singapore. After World War II, he rejoined the PMG radio branch and ended up as superintendent of the New South Wales branch. An extensive interview script about him can be found on the internet at The Australians at War, Archive 1815. His farewell was held Thursday. Horry was heard on the 2002 and 2006 RD opening addresses. He lived on the Central Coast. Also passing, David Thompson formerly Victor Kilo 2, Bravo, Delta, Tango. His death occurred Tuesday the 19th of July on his 92nd birthday. David will be well known as VK2 president for some years and was very active and was also the founder and patron of the Goulburn Amateur Radio Society, now Goulburn and Southern Highland Radio Society. David had been in failing health recently and had entered hospital for a minor operation, but sadly didn't survive. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Hams across Australia, VK1 once again ratsacked will be running a Joda station at Camp Cottermouth on the 15th and 16th of October. All the normal activities will have the theme this year of peace, environment and natural disasters. This year, Jota is the last weekend of the October school holidays. Still in VK1, Wednesday 27th of July, CRARC's General Meeting Presentation Program at 7.30pm is Whisper 101, an introduction to weak signal propagation reporter. Ian VK1IS gives a presentation with a demonstration of hardware and software applications to enable users to participate in Whisper digital technology. Then just when you thought nothing could be more exciting, it's on again. CRARC's garage sale, so much stock and everything must go but sales are strictly after the Whisper presentation. 
Now in VK2, the Sarkfest, Sunday 7th of August, all welcome, be there, all invited, traders, sellers, buyers, gawkers, walkers, talkers, just come for the heck of it, Sunday 7th of August, 0800, no traders site fee, but a donation is requested, depending on how well your day went. Traders intending to attend are asked to confirm to vk2src at sarc.org.au. Now in VK3, VK3 GT and VK3 SN will be leading a team of intrepid friends on a backcountry adventure as they ski across the Bogong High Plains. The group will be up in the Victorian Alps above 1,800 metres in what is expected to be some of the best winter snow for many years. They will once again be using rugged, ultralight solar-powered gear with homebrew antennas to work 20 and 40 each afternoon and 80 metres every night. They will move across the white snowy wilderness by day, setting up camp at night in remote huts, snow caves and even igloos. Listen out for them calling from the 15th to the 19th of August, calling CQ from the roof of Victoria. Now to VK7. The next meeting for the CCARC will be held at the Penguin Lions Club Rooms on Saturday the 30th of July with a help and demo session for those building squid pole antennas. And weather permitting, Dion, VK7DB, will erect and test his unique version of the squid pole outside the meeting room. There will also be some club surplus components and equipment for sale. Other members are welcome to bring along unwanted amateur-related bits and pieces to sell at the same time. Meeting time will be 1.30pm and all welcome. I'm Brian, VK3, SXR. Jason, VK2LAW with Education and also International. Let's cross over to WIA Director Phil Waite. I thought I'd give you an update on the WIA's Emergency Communications Training and Accreditation System. So far we have run courses in many major centres around Australia with over 100 people now being trained in emergency communications. The Emergency Communications and Accreditation System is a two-part process, training and accreditation. So the next step in the training program is accreditation. So far, 32 people have applied for accreditation as a WIA Volunteer Emergency Communications Operator. Those people need to show that they are available fit and well if required to help out in an emergency. If you have completed the MCOMS training course, we would encourage you to apply for accreditation by completing the accreditation form in the Emergency Communications Training section of the WIA's website or by contacting the WIA office. We are now investigating the best way to move forward. That is how to structure and coordinate the accredited operators so they can be used effectively if required by emergency services or non-government organisations. Like all things the WIA does, this work relies almost entirely on the goodwill, time and effort of volunteers. Without the volunteers, the WIA would simply not be able to function as it does. We need to find ways to better acknowledge the work of volunteers, but for now I would simply like to say thank you to all those people who have brought the WIA's MCOM training and accreditation system to its current position. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. With education, youth and advancement of amateur radio, I'm Jason VK2LAW. License Assessments. 
Potential amateurs and those wishing to upgrade are reminded that exams can be conducted across the northwest coast of the Apple Isle at a mutually agreed time and place by the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club examiners. For further details on gaining a licence or upgrading, contact the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club Learning Organiser, Keith Winkler, VK7KW. Contact details are available on the club website, go to wia.org.au and find Cradle Coast under the VK7 clubs. To international news now, World Scout Jamboree Station, SJ22S. Amateur radio stations have been set up at each World Scout Jamboree since 1957. They provide live links from the Jamboree to the home countries of the participants over shortwave radio, as well as being interesting stations for other amateurs to contact. From July 27 till August 7, 2011, the 22nd World Scout Jamboree at Rinkeby in Sweden will be on the air with callsign SJ22S, Scout Jamboree number 22 Sweden. This is a special event callsign and the station will offer an exciting radio scouting program including kit building and fox hunting to the Jamboree participants. Jim ZL2APE, who is the NZ national organiser for the Scout Jamborees on the air, will be one of the station operators. Google SJ22S and go to the QRZ listing for details of frequencies, etc. The 2011 Ham Radio Convention in Friedrichshaven, Germany, took place the weekend of June 24th to the 26th, as many hams on this side of the Atlantic were enjoying field day. This annual event has become known in Europe as the answer to Dayton's Hamvention in the USA and Japan's famed Ham Fair. Taking place at the venue on picturesque Lake Constance, this year's ham radio attracted 184 exhibitors and 16,300 visitors. Attendees came from all over the world. In addition to the German amateur radio community, other countries represented included Italy, Malaysia, Japan, Qatar, the United Kingdom, and the United States. During the event, 124 young people were given a demonstration of amateur radio, and some even tried soldering and playing with a Morse code. A video captured the flavor of Europe's largest amateur radio event, narrated in German, and it's online now at tinyurl.com forward slash am dash Europe dash ham. A recent change of the national allocation table in the Netherlands shows that Dutch amateurs will get a secondary allocation from 501 to 505 kilohertz until the 1st of January 2014 and the secondary allocation from 70.0 to 70.5 MHz. The allocations will not start until an update is made of certain frequency control legislation. As preparations for the Olympics gather pace, Airwave has announced that its specialist Tetra network, Apollo, is ready to provide voice communications in the London area. This uses UHF that is separate from the amateur 70 SEMS allocation, but the scale of the games is such that additional spectrum may still be needed from the 70 SEMS band on a temporary basis. Further to previous announcements, testing will occur in the Weymouth and Portland area between Wednesday the 20th of July and Saturday the 13th of August. These are expected to take the form of spot frequency transmissions in the range 431 to 432 megs and one near 436 MHz, plus telemetry channels at 432.65, 432.85, and 433.85 MHz. All amateurs are requested to respect these tests and not interfere with them. Further information at RSGB 
dot org forward slash Olympics. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. Weird and wonderful. What came before geocaching? Was it letterboxing? An interesting discussion around geocaching with Angela VK7FPAA at a DATV night led to Angela telling REAST about letterboxing, which is an early form of geocaching. Letterboxing is an intriguing mix of treasure hunting, art, navigation and exploring interesting scenic and sometimes remote places. It takes the ancient custom of placing a rock on a can upon reaching the summit of a mountain to an art form. It started when a gentleman simply left his calling card in a bottle by a remote pool on the moors of Dartmoor in England. So here's the basic idea. Someone hides a waterproof box somewhere in a beautiful, interesting or remote location containing at least a logbook and a carved rubber stamp and perhaps other goodies. The hider then usually writes directions to the box called clues or the map which can be straightforward, cryptic or any degree in between. Often the clues involve map coordinates or compass bearings from landmarks. Selecting a location and writing the clues is one aspect of the art. Once the clues are written, hunters in possession of the clues attempt to find the box. In addition to the clue, and any maps or tools needed to solve it, the hunter should at least carry a pencil, his personal rubber stamp, an ink pad, and his personal logbook. When the hunter successfully deciphers the clue and finds the box, he stamps the logbook in the box with his stamp and stamps his personal logbook with the boxer's stamp. The boxer's logbook keeps a record of all its visitors, and the hunters keep a record of all the boxes they've found in their personal logbooks. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello listeners, I'm Peter Harding, VK4OD, the WIA RD Contest Manager. Today is Sunday the 24th of July and as this news goes to air you have about three weeks to check with your local radio club to see if they are going to participate in this year's ID contest and to see if your club's equipment, antennas, log sheets and logging software is up to date. As I record this segment I have just a short time to assemble the RD contest printable log sheets, declarations, etc. Over the next couple of weeks, I hope to be able to make available these documents. They will be at the bottom of the RD contest page as a downloadable document. Remember, in all cases, logs must be received by last mail, Friday the 16th of September 2011. Late entries will not be eligible electronically sent logs will be returned with a courtesy note. Also, snail mail will be returned unopened. Until next week, this is Peter, VK4OD, your RD Contest Manager. Thanks, Peter. And again, that date is August 13 and 14 for the WIA Remembrance Day Contest. August 20 and 21, worldwide sees the IWLW. October 22, WIA Jack Files Contest. 2012, January, VK Rosshall Memorial VHF UHF Contest. 
March 17 and 18, VK John Moore Memorial Field Day. June Long Weekend, VK Four Time, VK Shires Contest. July, first full weekend, NZART Memorial Contest. Railways on the Air. Railways on the Air 2011 will take place on the weekend of 24 and 25 September. As last year, the suggested frequencies for the event are 3650, 7120 and 14120 kHz, but participants are requested to avoid any interference with RSGB news reading. Anyone is encouraged to register if they are working a historic railway site. It doesn't have to be a famous one or indeed one operating trains, just a site that has railway heritage. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. AN016 VP8-A Antarctica VK2BFG is working as VK0BFG from Casey Station and has been spotted on SSB on 40 metres already. ZLDXC Yahoo Group If anyone would like to join, they would dearly like to have them aboard so that they can inform each country of what is happening within the Pacific area and beyond. Those interested, please subscribe via email to zldxc subscribe at yahoogroups.com They invite all Pacific and others to join. New African Country Thursday the 14th of July the UN General Assembly admitted the Republic of South Sudan as its 193rd member state. Immediately following the General Assembly meeting the flag of the Republic of South Sudan flew for the first time in front of the UN. Now that the Republic of South Sudan is a member of the United Nations the new country is now a DXCC entity. The SARL, however, says that the ITU has not confirmed the new country's call sign prefix. In Melbourne and around the world, you can now hear and see the WIA news broadcast, brought to you by members of Melbourne's Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club. The broadcast is transmitted via VK3RTV, digital television repeater, and simultaneously streamed live on the web, courtesy of the British Amateur Television Club. This is VK1 WIA, now heard and seen around the world. I'm John, VK3DQ. For the Q News, Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report. I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. The Illawarra Amateur Radio Society currently has a construction competition running that is open to amateur radio operators within VK. There are prizes to be allocated in two categories. Entry is easy. Just build a crystal set. Judging will be based on some simple rules. The crystal set must work, that is, receive a transmitted signal. The crystal set can receive either commercial, broadcast or amateur signals. No external power other than the received signal can be used. Additional points will be gained by utilising recycled parts or homemade components. Additional points will be gained for innovative design and unique concepts. The finished article does not need to be aesthetically pleasing. Testing will be carried out at the Industry World Centre, Wollongong, on the 8th of November 2011, between 19.30 and 2200 hours. The judge's decision will be final. The judging of the contest will be at the IARS November meeting. The crystal set will need to be brought to the meeting on this evening. Alternatively, they can be posted to the Secretary, Illawarra Amateur Radio Society, by the meeting date, which is the 8th of November. Correct postage and packaging cost must be included if you require the project to be returned after the competition. 
Note that this project is a receive-only construction, so it is therefore open to all licensed classes in VK. Why not put together a club entry? Old hands, why not take a newer member of the hobby under your wing and show them how construction was done when you first discovered radio? Results and awards will be presented in the December 2011 meeting. The two categories are Category 1, Financial Members of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society. First prize is a 2 metre handheld radio. Second prize, a quality screwdriver set. Third prize, lightweight headphone set with numerous consolation prizes such as mouse mats and baseball caps. Category 2 is for all other VK amateurs. First prize is a 2 metre handheld radio. Second prize, a quality screwdriver set. Third prize, lightweight headphone set. Details of the competition are available on the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society's website or email the secretary vk2victorvictorvictor at wia.org.au For WIA National News, I'm Jeff Emery. Still at the workbench, Silverpen has the right stuff for flexible electronics. Science Daily report on a pen that can be used to create flexible electronic circuits. University of Illinois engineers have developed a silver inked rollerball pen capable of writing electrical circuits and interconnects on paper, wood and other surfaces. The pen is writing whole new chapters in low-cost, flexible and disposable electronics. Media Watch, another Hollywood blockbuster, features amateur radio. 2011 is replete with big movies, ranging from action-adventure flicks to comedies to coming-of-age dramas. And already, amateur radio has played a part in not one, but two movies. In Mr. Popper's Penguins, ham radio is featured, albeit, incorrectly, on the big screen. And now Super 8, a film set just outside Dayton, Ohio in 1979, uses amateur radio in a crucial scene. Super 8 revolves around a group of six middle schoolers who witness a mysterious train crash in the fictional town of Lillian. Soon after the crash, the Air Force arrives and strange things start happening in the small town. The kids a group of young filmmakers, hence the title of the movie, begin to investigate the creepy phenomena. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV. George, VK4AJL, gets active with HFSSTV. George and a few other Mackay hams are currently utilising the VK4AES EasyPal digital SSTV software on 3642 to 3643 kHz with good contact results into Rockhampton, Nanango and the Gold Coasts. Good results are also being obtained on 40 and 20 metres. George invites other hams experimenting with EasyPal to give it a go on 80 metres and join in with the Mackay group. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, OC142. Southgate News in the UK tell us that the Ipswich Brisbane Australia Club will be active on OC142 Fraser Island, the world's largest sand island, as VI4FI from the Sandy Cape Lighthouse, that's AU0043, during the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend on August the 20th and the 21st. QSL VK4 
Fraser Ipswich, that's VK4FI, via VK4MIA Direct or by the Bureau. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Naval, new RNARS website, simple to use. The Royal Naval Amateur Radio Society has launched its new website. And the outstanding feature of this replacement site is its simplicity and ease of use. All radio amateurs and anyone with an interest in maritime radio, especially those who have served or are serving in the Royal Navy, Royal Marines or other navies throughout the world, are invited to visit the site. There is something for everyone, including listeners, as the Society issues awards for various activities associated with contacting its members. RNARS operating frequencies are listed in the SCEDS Nets and Frequencies page, which can be copied and pasted into a proprietary editor for printing as a guide as to where to find the Society members. The site is under continuous improvement and visitors are invited to suggest additional features to enhance the site. Lowdown in the news. Malta gets 500 kilohertz. We have heard that Maltese radio amateurs may apply for a temporary permit for a 500 kilohertz operation. This comes as word is that the latest version of the Maltese National Frequency Plan contains an entry for 501 to 504 kilohertz. The permit is operational until the end of 2011, but could be extended if approved by the WRC next year. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. As we say, that does take us to the end of WIA National News for another week. We'll be back again next week. And until then, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.